Okay, we're going to talk about the game that just happened today because obviously that's the dreadest game that I wanted to talk about, but we got to talk about it. So Barcelona and Manchester United played. I guess congratulations to Manchester United because they're a team who, you know, it's been a minute. It's been a minute since they felt this glory. And then if you could tell me, like, which team really needed the win, I would say Manchester United needed the win. You know, they just got a coach who people were doubting at first. You know, their legendary player left them saying this guy's disrespectful. Saying that, you know, Manchester United is just not going to go anywhere. This is a team who's not investing in their players. You know, he just talked all smack, putting a bunch of doubts in the air. Even after that, you know, players really buckled up and listened to the coach and instructions. And it's been turning out great. They haven't, they've just been winning and winning and winning after the game. And the last time they played against Barcelona at home, I mean, they looked very much like they were the better team. And then now the game came to Old Trafford. Well, one thing I will say is I think people should also stop trying to act like this was surprising or shocking. Barcelona was coming here, basically no subs, no key players. Dembele is hurt. And is it me or does it seem like Dembele is always hurt at this stage of the competition? Whenever we're in Europe, it seems from since 2015 he came to the club, he's always hurt when you really need the big games. Beginning of the season, he's great. He's amazing, right? And then as you're going on throughout the season, he gets better. So you are putting more responsibility on him. The team has more faith in him. The style of the game will be evolved around him as well, right? But every time, every year, when you're like, this is this is the year this guy's picking up, he gets hurt. He gets hurt every year. And I really think there's a lot, a lot of it is, you know, it's the dude's fault. But anyway, Dembele was out. Gabby was out. And Pedro was out. <laughs> that's we had we had Sergio Roberto we literally had Sergio Roberto play wing Sergio Roberto was playing wing and just that what kind of message does that send think about it you have Fernando in the bench you have Ansifati in the bench he didn't use both of them he used the right back to play a wing that shows you how much we, we have nothing you know and then the other player is Kisi I mean he's good but his choice making is not to the level of Barcelona. Simple as that, right? And then you had just Rafinha, who is, I mean, I never, I mean, there's times where he has good games, but if you're playing for a team like Barcelona and have the midfield that they have, you're eventually going to have chances to score a goal, regardless of, you know, your quality of a player you are. And I personally just don't think Rafinha is a great player. I think he's a good player. He's not a great player. Dembele is a great player. Uh, Gabi is a great player. What is it? Um, Pedri is a great player. Lewandowski is a great player. This dude is not. Simple as that. He, he's a backup. He's not a starter. He's a backup. That's the point I'm trying to make. So no choice there as well. And he's, I mean, I can literally go back to at least with the first tie and the second tie. Two goals he brought it up. And it was it's the silliest thing. The second goal, I believe. The second goal... Bruno Fernandez just like bumped him a little bit and this dude flies off. You know? He just doesn't he's just not strong enough. I don't I don't like he's just not good enough for me. Coming into this game, we all know that like, you know, Manchester United should not lose at their home. Of all of anything, this is this is the one time where they had to win. Really, this game would have been a shocker if Barcelona won. Can you imagine if Barcelona won this game? And really, for the first half, it looked like that. Barcelona was in shape. They started with their best defense, and that really kind of sets the tone at the back, right? And then when you come to the midfield, that's when you start getting weak. And then when you get to forward, it just gets weaker. So, 
we're never we're never in the right place to be honest with you. Whenever we have, like I said, the back together, something's going on with the midfield or the forward. Whenever you got the midfield together, something's going on with the forward or the back. We're never all in the same line ever. So this game, you know, we had great great defenders, okay midfielders, and absolutely garbage forwards to the point that one of them is a is a right back. So I mean that should really tell you anything. And really. I was feeling for Manchester United because when Barcelona got the penalty, it kind of looked like Barcelona was going to ride this game. Because every time Barcelona scores a goal first, they tend to just ride you out, like just drag on the game. But they couldn't even manage to do that. So right when second half started, right when second half started, Tim Hart made some changes because he just felt like he needed more speed, you know. So he brought Anthony in there because Sanchez wasn't doing anything. And he changed everything, really, okay? Because Shabby here... These guys are like doing missed passes, especially right when they score the equalizer. So they score the equalizer, and it just looked like Barcelona was just crumbled. I mean, they were doing missed passes. It, it was just, it was honestly crazy how much they couldn't control the ball. Like, they couldn't make the right passes. And after 75 minutes, this dude brings in, you know, Fernando and Ansu Fati. Didn't do anything. And they got a great second goal with Anthony. And it was over. I think the best team won. And yeah, it's pretty much simple as that. But I wouldn't go as far as saying that, you know, you beat the strong Barcelona. You didn't beat a strong Barcelona. You beat a Barcelona with three key players out. That's three of their best players. Honestly. But either way, good game. You know, congratulations to them. And I just assumed this would be a huge turnaround for them. And they should, they should give them another boost just to challenge for the Premier League. And then the other game was the Liverpool and Real Madrid. Okay? If you saw this game in the Champions League, I'm sure you were losing your mind. And, you know, I'm one of those guys. You know, there's a lot of people right now are extremely happy because Barca lost. There's certain people who just don't like a club for whatever reason there is. You know, there's a bunch of reasons. And... Going back to Barcelona, you know, there's now there's investigation going on about how they paid referees to 2000, I believe it was 2007, 17, and 18 or something like that. But, bro, <laughs> again, I do think this is just, you know, some baloney. You know what I mean? I know the uh, La Liga president is, a, he's, he's, he's very biased towards Barcelona simply because, you know, he's first, he's a Madrid fan, and also he just, they just decided. Not to sign this big, you know, this this big contract that would have made a lot of money for them. I think uh, a company named CVV or whatever, they wanted to buy half a rights of La Liga, something like that. And they just were not okay with it And because you have to get all the teams to sign. And Barcelona was not cool with it. And it seems like this guy took this shit personal. And now they're kind of getting their air out, you know what I mean? And I just think it's just, you know, people trying to talk smack. I, I dare another club to talk like they have not done this as well. If we look at people's payroll or just look at do any kind of inventory or investigation on all the clubs, all the top five clubs, what you would find, you would lose your mind how corrupt these people are. So if you if you're talking for like from a corruption aspect of it, come on, bro. Come on. They they're all nobody's playing clean. I just want you to know that. Everybody's getting as dirty as they can. They're, everybody's like right on the line. So I don't give much breath to this, you know conversation it's gonna be nothing's gonna happen nothing is going to happen you'll see anyway going back to the real madrid and liverpool game so liverpool as we know 
they're not they're not even going to be in the champion league next year and the only way for them to be in the champion league next year was for them to win the champion league this year and let's be real here do you think they will win it this year i don't think so but anyway what i was saying earlier is everybody doesn't like there's one team that they don't like and they are very much happy to see them lose there's a lot of people right now celebrating out there just enjoying you know the sadness of arsenal losing and I am I'm kind of I'm I'm on that I'm on that boat as well when it comes to Liverpool, I absolutely just love mm, it. It brings me real joy to see Liverpool lose. It brings me real good joy. And this was this was this was just top notch excitement. You know what I mean? Because Liverpool is a team that they've been talking smack. Let's be real here. They've been talking smack for a minute. And today, this has to be one of the most humbling game in the Champion League history, right? Because these guys played against each other <laughs> many times. In the last five years, probably they played three times. And every time, Real Madrid has won. I think a few years ago, uh, Mama Salah was like, we have scores to settle. What a big mistake. Why would you put that out there? He literally said, he tweeted saying, since they play against the next year after, because they lost to the final and he got his arm messed up. So the year after that, they played against each other again. And he's like, we have a score to settle. He didn't settle any score, bro. He had no answer. You know, Real Madrid was asking so many questions. Vinicius is asking so many questions. You know, same people, by the way. Same people is asking these questions. And Mo Salah couldn't answer it. So coming into this game, Mo Salah is like, I will answer this, okay? I know we're not having the best run. I know we're not going to play in the Champions League next year. But today, I'm going to have a great time. And last week's game, they were great. It looked like they were actually going up, getting their stuff together. Even the kickstart of this game, you know, they immediately scored a goal. And they scored another goal. They scored two goals in like 13 minutes, right? And the whole atmosphere changes. I'm sitting here like, what? Are they really about to do this? Are we about... Come on, bro. We cannot... And then I remember. I remember. I remember who they're playing. They're playing the champions. They're playing a team who this is what they do. This is this is this is what they live for. It's coming back from two three. They literally that's how they won last year, right? Even in this game when they were like two down, you can hear the two commentary guys are like about to talk smack on Real Madrid. They're ready, you know. They're about to put some insult in there, and right nothing. It looked like they were just. It came out of nowhere. Vinicius scores. It's two to one. Now you're thinking, you know, as Liverpool, you should get your back together. You should get it together. <laughs> and then Allison was like, well, is Quartan going to make a mistake? Maybe I should make a mistake too. And I was talking to a friend about the horrendous pass he made. My friend was making the point. Allison was just trying to nutmeg Vinicius and then pass it through him. And come on. What kind of dude? Anyway, so immediately another goal. Two mistakes from both sides. And then that goal. So it's two, two immediately. And you can just see, <laughs> we never we never walk along theme just slowly went down. And you just hear Spanish people talking. Like, it's just silence, okay? And then it was just second gear. Real Madrid went on to second gear. And Modric was just, oh my god. I mean, it was, it was very humbling. A goal after goal after goal. Gomez was ass. And I don't, I, you know, I, I've been talking about Gomez for a minute. He's just not good enough to play in this light level. As simple as that. Uh, and then when it comes to Alexandra, the dude is terrible defending. And I really think they should just put him in the middle. Just put him in the middle. Like, let him just be play in the middle. 
Because that's what you need anyway. There's nobody in the middle. There was nobody in the middle. Okay. Kalinge and uh, what is his name? Modric was literally just running rapid. It was just them. You know what I mean? They had so many time. That was just great. So, you know, another game where you just don't bet against Real Madrid. They came out. They might not start off great. But one thing they always know is they're champions. This is their competition. Everybody has a competition. This is Real Madrid competition. And you just don't ever bet against them. That's what I'm saying. And I don't. I never do. Anyway, that's all I got. I'll see you.